podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to this special episode of Zero Pucks Given, the ice hockey podcast for Chelmsford Chieftains fans. Uh, Going to get this one out sort of in between episodes, really. It's episode 25. We've had some pretty big news, Chelmsford Chieftains-wise. Uh, and we've also got our special guest from the Mighty Ducks, Matt Doherty, who played Averman in the trilogy from the 90s that we all love and probably owe our love of ice hockey to. Um, but firstly, obviously, this big Chieftains news. It was announced that we do have a new head coach for next season. I will read you the statement in full. Uh, firstly, the club would like to thank Anthony Leone for stepping in as the caretaker coach to help us through what was a difficult season. He will continue at the helm for the playoffs, but we are now in a position to be able to announce that the long search for a new head coach is over. We are delighted that Lewis Clifford has agreed to become our new head coach for the 23-24 season. Milton Keynes-born Clifford enjoyed a long history with MK Hockey with a playing career of over 230 games between 2002 and 2011. His coaching career began in 2009-10 as a player coach of MK Thunder before becoming MK Lightning assistant coach alongside Nick Paul in 2011-12 and then Pete Russell. He became MK Thunder head coach in 2017 before joining MK Lightning as head coach in 2019 on the club's move to the NIHL National Division. He was also head coach of the Milton Keynes Storm Junior Club for a number of years before stepping down from that role in early 2022. When asked about his new role, Clifford commented, After being out of the game for a season, I'm excited to get back behind the bench and join a club with a great history and stable foundations both on and off the ice. Whilst I haven't been coaching for the past year, I have kept an eye on everything that happens in all of the NIHL leagues and I have been to watch a couple of Chieftains games. I think there's a great foundation here already that we can work with while seeking improvements across the board. He continued, I will be looking to put together a team that the fans and players are proud to be a part of, using the foundations of what's already in place alongside some additions and some of the exciting youth players in the Chelmsford Junior Development System. I know the team has a couple of games to play and would like to wish the guys luck for their forthcoming playoff campaign. I have a busy summer ahead and hope everyone has a great off-season, relaxing away from the rink, and I'm excited to see you all at the Riverside when we return in September. Fantastic news from the club there. Lewis Clifford will be the head coach for the next season, so we're all really excited to see what comes of that. Uh, obviously, like new players, really exciting as well that he's looking at the chance for junior development system to get some of those young players up into the Warriors and the Chieftain squads as well. I have spoken very briefly with Lewis and I'm hoping to catch up with him uh, at Milton Keynes at the playoffs um, where I found out this week that really, really luckily and fortunately, Zero Pucks Given has been selected as one of the media outlets for the playoffs. 
So we've been given media accreditation for the weekend. So I will try and bring you as much content as possible. And I really, really do hope that we are all there together and we can have a, a really good Chiefs' weekend. Uh, so I'm going to be interviewing as many of the players and coaches and fans as I can, uh, doing live updates from the games, daily episodes, uh, as well as daily YouTube videos as well. So plenty to keep us interested for the playoff weekend. And as I said, let's just hope the Chieftains are there. And to get there, we have to get past the old foe, the Invicta Dynamos. And those playoff quarterfinals have now been confirmed since I recorded the last episode. On Saturday the 1st of April, 6pm face-off at the Riverside. So if you want tickets for that, go to the Ticket Co. website and search for Chelmsford Chieftains and you will find them there. Do not delay, get there quick, they will sell out. Uh, if you'd like to go to the Invicta game, which is on the Sunday the 2nd of April, a slightly later face-off time of quarter past seven down in Gillingham. And tickets for that are available through the Planet Ice websites and you'll need an ICE account to purchase them online. Uh, and obviously watch them uh, watch them road closures on the A12 as well if you're heading down to Invicta on Sunday evening. So let's uh, let's crack on with this little bit of the episode then, and then we'll get to our guest, Mighty Ducks legend Matt Doherty. Right, star of the Mighty Ducks trilogy from the '90s, Matt Doherty. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? star 1990s no i was doing better until until you said uh until you, you gave a number honestly I'm, I'm i mean i'm doing great because i see you have a uh is that is that a chiefs is in is in slap shot jersey behind you or no no that's actually uh zero pucks given actually focuses on the chumps for chieftains which is in the the uk semi-pro ranks oh wow um, and this is two of our jerseys behind me here oh that's amazing man well, because so, it made me, it totally made me think of the, I don't know, arguably, I, I can't, I mean, it's apples and oranges, but one of the best films, let alone hockey films of all time being Slapshot, so. Yeah. Mm. But uh, honestly, nice I can't hat, express. by the way. Nice hat. Well, you know what? I'm a Leafs fan, but I, I did visit Anaheim in around 95 when that had all just kind of started and kicked off. So I've always had a, a soft spot from the films as well for, for the Ducks. Can, can we stop and talk about the fact that you're a Leafs fan? That means you must like a very cruel form of self-punishment. Yeah, and unfortunately, because that was the first ice hockey I actually went to see. I was in Toronto 2002, uh, went to see it and loved it. Uh, but yeah, now I'm stuck with this years and years of hurt. <laughs> I remember when I did, um, I did uh, between Ducks 1 and 2, I did a movie called So I Married an Axe Murder, which is a cult classic with Mike Myers. And if no one's ever seen it, you should see it. It's really good but mike myers is a huge leafs fan and so he we would we would take rollerblade hockey breaks he was always in that in that uh in that maple leafs jersey yeah <laughs> now i say honestly i can't honestly express how grateful i am that you've you've come to to join us on on the podcast um as yeah so i thought i'd get my ducks hat out especially for it but uh, and i'm going to endeavor to not bore you with questions that i'm sure you've answered thousands of times but um, so we've tried to be a little bit more creative. We've had some questions from our listeners as well, some of our Chelmsford Chieftains fans, and uh, and we'll see how we go, sir. So let's start of all with with acting. You were a child actor, and uh, a few cameo roles before the Mighty Ducks. I'm a bit of a film nerd. I think I actually managed to spot you in Home Alone. Whoa, boy! And <laughs> you got that. You must have a magnifying glass, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but how did you get into acting? 
Uh, it, you know, happenstance, uh, fate, circum, whatever, however you subscribe on that. Um, I, uh, I just, um, I mean, I had a manager many, many years who was a dear colleague and friend of mine who once said about me that she said the industry kind of picked me rather than I picking it. And I, and I think that that was an actual accurate. And I looked at it, I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably pretty true. Because if you look back, um, I mean, I was just nine, ten years old. Nobody in my family um, did this um, by any means. There were a couple like hippie guitar playing folk and people. There was like a collection of comedy records that I used to listen to when I was a kid. Like I would stay home from school to listen to Richard Pryor, like when I was like nine. So you know, um, like I'd pretend to be sick. Uh, so there were like. I had the cool uncle who had the like record collection and I had a brother who was um, five years, six years, five, five and a half years older than me and who uh, did a play. And I think, you know, brothers, I don't know if you got brothers, you just get competitive. You're like, I see him up there. He's cool. He's making the kids laugh. And I'm like, I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's really what got me into the, and then there was like a thing in the, in the newspaper that said, Hey, audition in Chicago for a movie and uh and it was with Gary Marshall directing the great Gary Marshall who did so many things like uh him and his sister Penny Marshall are, were uh, are, are um were uh the some of the greatest comedic directors of all time you know and um and they uh were doing a movie with Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn called Overboard yeah and they wanted redheads and it was in Chicago so I convinced my mom which didn't take a lot of convincing to go to this audition. I don't know where this comes from, right? Just because I, I mean, I'm, I, first of all, I read the newspaper. That was weird. And then, <laughs> and then, and then she's like, okay, I'll go. And the only reason she said we'll go was because her best friend, um, Linda Everett, uh, who's, who's passed away now, they wanted to go shopping. <laughs> so, so we went down with them uh, so they could go to the mall because there was this big mall in Chicago right on. They call it the Miracle Mile. And uh, it's like a big deal because it's like where all the rich people shop and stuff. And uh, um, do you say bless you when, you're, when your husky sneezes? I think you do. So my dog. Oh. And bless you, buddy. And uh, so, yeah, we went down there. And then uh, and I think they thought I'd be there for 30 seconds and. And uh, we there, of course, you waited forever. And then um, and then they kept calling me back. And then I stayed. And then I came back the next day and I met the director, Gary Marshall. And he's like, you're funny, kid. Get an agent. And I didn't get the job. So it's just like everything in Hollywood. You get, like, close. And then you put something else happens. And and uh, so we looked up in the phone book and got an agent. And I booked my very first commercial. And then the, my second audition was Home Alone. My third audition was the Mickey Mouse Club. And I was like screen testing for that. It was just kind of like, um, I was like close to the Mickey Mouse Club. My whole generation were like, how many people my age were were in the Mickey Mouse Club? Like Ryan <laughs> Gosling and so many. And uh, yeah. And then so, it just kind of happened. Was auditioning for the Mickey Mouse Club, did that kind of get you in the Disney affinity to get the role of Mighty Ducks? I mean, I don't know. Does the mouse keep tabs on that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll bet you the mouse that that little Mickey keeps, uh, keeps in his pocket. Keeps, keeps tabs on all that stuff because he's like, can he, <laughs> can he have an edge? Can he can he have an edge? Uh, no, I mean the ducks thing just showed up because, I mean, nobody knows. I mean, we didn't know we were making a thing that would make the hat right. Yeah. That you're wearing right now, 
you know, Ben, it was like, we were just making this, the way I understand it, because one of my mentors was the producer of that film and is Jordan Kerner. And I talked to Jordan a little while ago. We get together every once in a while and just stay connected. And I guess that movie moved at such a speed that everything about it was like a miracle because usually things take forever to get made. And that one just like, just blasted off. And everything about it just had that like thing, that energy. And Emilio Estevez, at that moment, was like the biggest star in Hollywood, right? And um, he wanted to do a movie that he his little his kids were our age, right? A little a little younger yeah. that his kids could see. And um, and then I don't think we knew. Evidently, the people in charge of Disney might have known because they were interested in buying a, a hockey franchise, but we didn't know, you know. Oh, so that's like, that's like where that egg show from, right? That's amazing. Did you, did you like hockey before the film? I like Taki. I was not at all very good at it, which is very evidenced in the first movie. I uh, <laughs> I lied to get the part, like any good self-respecting actor. You lie to get a, of to course, get a job, and then you figure and then you figure it out later, right? <laughs> totally. Uh, which has always gotten me into trouble. And uh, um, it was, uh, and they had hockey camp, right? I don't know if you've heard this before, but we we all went to. They had built in six weeks of hockey camp. And I was actually just up in Minnesota and I heard that rink is still there and I really love to see it. That's where I learned to play, you know, yeah. this place called Parade Ice Arena in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And we used it for like all three movies. Parade Ice Arena was just set dressed. You could see it. If you watch them all, you're like, that's the same ice hockey rink, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a, yeah. That's brilliant. Was there um was there anyone working on the film that you'd worked with before and you knew? So was it no, like a I was, no, so everyone was I, everyone was fresh. We were all like there was a national talent search, which is just like they did that back then, you know, and I think um they wanted non-Hollywood kids, right? So most of us, I mean, we had several from New Jersey, uh, a couple of Canadians, Josh was from Vancouver, right? Um uh, we had you know, then you, you zoom that out. You got ducks too. You got people from Texas. And so it was just, um, no, we, uh, I, I just remember going to Minnesota for the screen test on an airplane from Chicago. And, and I had auditioned for Fulton, which was crazy. Um, this little, little dude. And then I was in the room at the screen test and they were like, they gave me Averman and I made them laugh. And, and then, like, I got on the airplane, and by the time I got back, I had the job. And, and none of us knew none of us knew each other, but now we're, like, lifelong friends, you know? Yeah, I, I read that you did uh, read for Fulton Reed, and, and then we're given Averman. A- yeah, which is crazy. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not very big, dude. <laughs> you know? I also read, obviously, because uh, I mean, the, the, the gentleman playing Fulton Reed and Guy Germain, they're actually brothers, aren't they're they? Real, real yeah, life. they're brothers, yeah. Um, so sort of the little name change so that they didn't look so that, that, like they were brothers. But um, And both of them have been huge fans of both of their work as they've gone through their careers. So was it a big, like a stepping stone for them? Because I know you've obviously, something that I've actually, I'll jump to it because I've got it here later on. Uh, when you did D3 with the incredible Jeffrey Nordling, I believe he gave you some advice that set you up for the rest of your career, really, didn't it? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Wow, you know, you did the research. 
yeah, Jeff, Jeff is a dear lifelong friend. And um, yeah, he said he would see me reading shit and I'm sorry, sorry, I probably shouldn't have swore. Uh, he'd, he'd see me like reading Arthur Miller and, and reading like, like I was reading the life, like the biography of one of the great American playwrights and, and, and he's like, again, like just signaling to the world what I probably want to do and be. And like, um, and he's just like, Hey man, I just, he had, uh, he had gone to theater school and, and he says, you're an artist. Yeah. You, you should probably go to school and learn that, you know, I think he spotted like what it meant. I don't know. Uh, you know, child actor stuff is hard. And then you, and then you, there's this chasm when you're, you're not this cute kid anymore. And, and it, a lot of people fall into that hole. Right. I know I was on, I was circling around the event horizon of that black hole for a while. And, um, so yeah, I think that probably saved my life in many ways. Um, one, it took me out of the ring and I got to go to school and I got to learn what I do. Um, and uh, it just changed my life. So like the ducks changed my life in so many ways. It changed, and it changed it when, when I was doing ducks one and it changed it there and, and um yeah i'm forever grateful for that yeah it's uh it's so it sort of looks up so recently i, I understand you were you'd written a play yeah and yeah. jeffrey starred in it for you yes he did yeah he did yeah we uh we're we're in the process of um shopping it around we have dreams of actually doing it uh, in in england and london and, and on the west end and um uh we uh i'd love to see it done around you know in ireland i'd love to see it done in various theaters across the country and but those things are out of my hands like all i could do is just launch the play right and um, yeah but we're 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 in the process of like trying to find another theater to kind of ramp it up to the next step and then i just keep writing i write other stuff and then i act whenever you know the phone rings and or i i keep it where I'm like I, I i've been doing it so long that um and i've had so many different experiences that i don't I I'm happier when I just something shows up and I don't depend on it. And, and then I'm like, Hey, this is cool. I want to do this. And um, because otherwise it can be really, it's weird. You know I mean? I've done, yeah. been doing this thing for 40 years, man. Almost, yeah. almost 40 years, which is crazy. 37 years, something like that. But there's no pressure. Like you say, if you're, if, if you just do it when you fancy it, you're not under the pressure to do it when you need to yeah. do it. Either, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think if there's if there's anything I would say to anyone who's wanting to do creative stuff, you know, you have to want like love it, you know, because it's such a you so rarely get to do the thing, you know. It's like it, ice time, man. It's the same thing as ice time. You know, it's <laughs> like ice times you, to get you fight for ice time, right? And you know, I play in a men's league, and you know, you gotta like you got to really love that because there's a lot, especially the other, you know, you, there's a lot around it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It costs money. There's a little recovery time, you know, you got to really love to play hockey, you know? Yeah. I mean, even our Chelmsford Chieftains, they're our, our main team out of Chelmsford um, and their training sessions are at like 10 o'clock on a Tuesday and Thursday night till midnight. Exactly. That's when I that's play. That's the ice yeah. time they can get. And, and they're the main team. So it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, ice time is a massive struggle in this country. I think there's actually only less than thirty ice rinks in this country in total. Oh man, I would love to to see the UK hockey scene. That would be so cool to see what it. Yeah, 
I, uh, I, th um, I think a lot are pleasantly surprised actually when a lot of the people come over from the states. We've had a few players. We, we've got rules here in our leagues on imported players, how many you can have in a roster and whatnot, um, to try and keep it as British as possible. That's not the case in the professional league over here. I think in a roster of twenty, you're allowed fifteen that are, that are foreign. So. And, and a lot of them, people coming from like Finland and Sweden and Czechoslovakia and Russia and Germany and stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of Europeans. There's a lot of Canadians as well. The um, the Belfast Giants, uh, one of the professional teams over here, they've got a lot of Canadians. Uh, Adam Keefe is actually their coach. Sh so the, Bel uh, the Belfast Giants, they didn't quite go with the, like, that's a real like light Fenian thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the Giants, the Giants right? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, Sheldon Sheldon Keefe's brother Adam Keefe is yeah. their coach. Oh no way, really? Yeah. Um, oh, and I did man. have previously I had on the podcast I had Sean McMorrow, who played NHL for the Sabers, uh, AHL for the Rochester Americans, and then he played over here for Belfast and Dundee. Wow. Uh, a little bit so, and he's he's Canadian. So that was fantastic. Uh, that I, I, I'll bet you a, a a hockey game in in Belfast is an experience. That that. Uh... That that would be that would be wild. I remember I was I was watching uh, an EPL match. Uh, it was an early Champions League match going, and uh, um, I was watching my Tottenham. Because speaking of Maple Leafs, just because of the pain of being a Tottenham fan, <laughs> and and then I backed it up with the pain of being a Leeds fan. So it's like it's like it's you like, both. Oh, it's like because well, I'm a White Sox guy. I'm, I'm, it's opening day, so yeah. I'm, wearing, I'm wearing my my Chicago, you know, colors and you know, and it's a but I saw my my guy Matt Doherty, who's now playing. I think he's playing in Italy again, or is he playing uh, in Spain? Spain, Atletico Madrid. Playing in Spain. Yeah. That's right. He's playing in Spain. He's playing in Atletico. Yeah, and uh, uh, and in in the pub, they were doing chants, and they did the Doherty chant, which I didn't know I had one, and <laughs> and it was uh, Matt Doherty, Matt Doherty. He knows where you live. <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I, I've got that down here actually. That you, I've, I've seen you're a fan of, of yeah. football over here. Oh, huge! How fan, did man. that come about? I'm, it's pre Ted Lasso, man. It's pre Ted oh, Lasso. Pre Ted Lasso. Um, I think I had a dear friend. Uh, I have a buddy who's uh, who grew up in um, all over the world, and his um, cousin convinced him to be an Arsenal fan when he was a kid, and um, so he's a Gunner guy, and we would watch a couple of Arsenal matches and he taught me how to watch it. And before then, when I lived in Europe, I lived in Sweden for a little while, I'd watch the World Cup. And so I was taught how to watch it. And I think something happened when I watched one World Cup. I think that's usually the gateway drug for us, right? Yeah. I just, I just got it. I got it. And I was like, oh. And I remembered having a theater professor many, many years ago that said um, when we were learning because I love the history of theater and, and back in the day, like way back in the day when it was invented in Greece, it, it had that atmosphere. It had that, like somebody said, if you were to watch a Greek play in its, in its original origin, it's like going to a, a professional soccer match. Yeah. And well, uh, support in Tottenham is more like a Greek tragedy, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is the? I love the John Oliver thing. It's like they just, they just, they, they set you up and then they, they just take you down. And they just take <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, don't, I did. Obviously, we've been speaking for for a month or so, getting this organised. Um, the former Chelsea and Arsenal goalkeeper Petr Cech 
is one of the Chelmsford Chieftain's netminders. So, wow, yeah, man. He, wow. Uh, he enjoyed hockey growing up in the Czech Republic, um, but played and, football because it was more and, affordable. And now he's, he's a netminder for the Chieftains. Yeah. Yeah, after he finished playing football, he started playing for Guildford Phoenix, which are uh, the league below Chelmsford. I think it's because it's quite close to where he lives, just outside of London. Um, and then this season, he signed for us. Um, and he's, he's brilliant. I mean, his reaction time is just incredible. I love that you call them net miners. That's great. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, when we've adopted this American sport. We take all of the terms yeah. that go with it as well. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> he's a net miner. I, I got to go do a thing at the Minnesota Wild last weekend, and I got to be up there, and uh, and they had a Mighty Ducks day. And I was, again, just not even surprised, more like – I get surprised, but then I, how – what an important deal this is all over the world. You know, like here, you know, and I got to meet some people who actually skated with us when we were kids, um, and they dropped off photos. They were actually part of the Hawks team, the bad guys, right? Oh, yeah. And I looked at them, and they were like, they were like in their fifties, and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, geez, man. And then they had some photos of from the shoot they wanted to drop off, and and then we did the game, and I got to chirp with the players a little bit, and I was shocked. There was this dude from Sweden who um, I taught, I, I was talking with before the game, who plays for the Minnesota Wild, and uh, um, I think it was. Gus was it Gustafsson? They're they're one of their net miners, their goalkeepers, and like he knew that I because I had a Banks jersey on and not an Averman jersey, yeah. and this kid was twenty five, twenty six years old, and he knew it, and and it reminded me just to how just how big the thing is meant to to the sport. Like I forget, like I've actually met NHL players who literally are like they play because of this movie, and. And I remember having a conversation with um, a couple of people that actually worked for the Anaheim Ducks who were broadcasters and stuff. And they reminded me that like it changed the game because at the time before Ducks came into the NHL and we did the thing, the NHL was like this, like we've always had this bruiser energy, but like hockey had this, like you could smoke at the rink, you know? <laughs> so Disney yeah. brought it's like, Hey, it's okay to, you know, you know, bring your kids and stuff. And, um, and I guess it evidently changed the game. It know? is marketed in the UK as the family friendly sport. And, uh, <laughs> it really is. Totally. It, it really is. <laughs> and we, I mean, it was, it's me and my daughter who's 13. Does she play? Uh, no, she can't skate. <laughs> but um, I think she's got the energy. She was, uh, she was going to turn over into amateur boxing. Mm-hmm. Just just before COVID, and then COVID put pay to to all of it because um, she's got a lot of ability where that's concerned. But yeah, we we come we go to hockey. We love it. She loves the fights because uh, that still oh, happens yeah. a fair bit over here. And uh, yeah, it is marketed as the family friendly sport, and especially in the semi pro ranks in the UK, there's a lot of families that do sort of come and watch it together because it's an incredibly good value night out. Oh yeah, have you seen the uh, the documentary about? Uh... Uh, uh, the Galinde, New Jersey family that has the uh, the minor league hockey team that the Danbury Trashers. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I um I did discuss this with Sean McMorrow because he's had AJ Galanti, who was the GM, on his podcast. Yeah, I've I've podcast. I've connected with AJ and because what I somebody told me to watch this thing. One of my one of my good you know buddies. Yeah. And, and he's like, you got to watch this thing. And 
And so I somehow tracked AJ down. You know, I got to, I went to the filmmaker on Instagram, kind of like what you, how you and I connected. Yeah. And I said, I said, dude, is this really what he got out of the movie? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get this guy on the phone and, and AJ, and we immediately started laughing because I was like, and I was like, are you really, are you serious? This is really what you got out of the movie was, was the, was the, I got the Bash Brother thing, I guess. That's what he got. But yeah. Yeah. He's a character, man. Yeah, I mean that's um, Untold Crime and Punishment. Untold, yeah, Untold Crime and um, Punishment. Yeah, so if anyone's not seen that yet, get on Netflix to see it. It's probably the best hockey documentary that's ever been made. I would agree with you on that, actually. Yeah, it's a yeah a real eye opener. So um, obviously after finishing D one, which as you say, I think blew up Pee Wee hockey in the US and made it inc- and Canada probably as well made it incredibly popular. Then came D two which I think was the one that globally exploded ice hockey to young people. Yeah. And especially in this country, it's one of our, uh, one of our listeners has got a question for you later. She makes handmade cardboard signs that she puts on the plexiglass at the hockey. And, uh, and she did one that said D1, D2, D3, and every player had to go past them punch, which one was his favorite Ducks film. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love that. I got and, uh, I, I'd love to see a photo of that. And uh, yeah, D two was the was by far the winner. I mean, no, I don't think any of us knew what we were doing. Like I said earlier, like I don't, I don't think we knew what we were doing. Um, I mean, all I know is my memories of making ducks two were just they were all special. Like ducks one was special because my dad was there with me, and um, he had just lost his job. It was a really hard time, and um, and like so they had a, a special place in my heart because it's the first time I was on a movie set. It was a cold Minnesota, you know, for like a long period of time. I had been on movie sets for like a couple of days. And, but like, um, with Ducks 2 is special because of the, what you just said. It was, I mean, I got to meet Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I got to meet Michael J. Fox. I got to meet Wayne Gretzky. Uh, um, uh, uh, Greg, um, Greg Leganis, who at the time was like the first athlete to ever, you know, come out, right? Mm. Uh, Christy Yamaguchi and he's like I mean it was just it was incredible um, it was just an incredible and I got to meet Catherine Irby who was a, a company member at the Steppenwolf Theater in Chicago and again it was like this little bit of hey why don't you come to the Steppenwolf and I got to go backstage and and see Gary Sinise and like it all these things just, just changed my life and and that's where we really got good at hockey. Um, and that's where, you know, we, we shot at the pond when it was called the pond before it was yeah. even open. Like, I remember when we went down there to the Honda Center, Jordan Kerner was talking to the president. And he's like, yeah, my, my office used to be right over there. Because he, you know, he had like, <laughs> I was like, that's an OG move. That's like a box. He's like, yeah, my, my, my office is right over there. And then, you know, um, and the, our coach, Jack White, who taught us all how to play, and I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again because I love it. Um, when we were shooting the the big sequences uh, that uh, uh, where the whole place was packed with like 14,000, 15,000 people, he made sure they had cameras all over. It was a big deal, right? And then he made sure we got the scrimmage in yeah. front of all that. And I remember I scored a goal against uh, Team Eastland, right? And uh, in front of all those people. And like, I don't think I've ever felt 
I can't, I was like, oh, if this is what these guys feel when they're on, like, oh my God, when you hear this place erupt. And then we all tackled each other and fell into a pile. And then I found out later that the coach like totally bribed all of them, but they all were taking dives. <laughs> <laughs> the goalie like kind of dove the other way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, that, was, no. uh, that was a wild, that was a wild couple of days. Um. I mean, as you said earlier, that it was it was clearly Disney's plan that they were looking for a hockey franchise, and they did this with uh, in Anaheim, and, and they got the Ducks. Are you guys eternal guests of honor if you ever want to go down to what is now the Honda Center? I mean, it's it's um, it's. I know that the ownership changed, so I think for a while they tried to distance themselves from Disney and um, and have their own thing. And then I think over time, which makes perfect sense, but I think over time it's it's it started to really become a thing again. And I I've gotten to go down there several times, and and um, I'm interested in you know their when because they actually do work in the community because a lot of just like EPL, you know, like a football club in 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 Europe, there's a community thing, right? And that exists with a lot of sports, but it really exists with hockey here in our country, and. Um, so it's like, so I was really interested in that. And then um, I got to go to when we were, then they had the Stanley Cup run when Team Solani and Paul Correa, when they had that incredible squad, that was crazy. Um, but uh, so I guess I am, I could, I could probably call up right now and, and get tickets, but I, um, I you don't want to abuse that, you know? No, no, of course. But like you say, with them trying to distance themselves from it, I don't think the fans will sort of let that happen, even though, like the change of logo didn't go down particularly well. And even now when they do like their reverse retro, it's got the original duck logo on it, which yep. that everyone loves to see. And then obviously Adidas released some jerseys last year. Cause it was the 30th anniversary of the first film. Oh yeah. So those, released... are, those are great jerseys. I have one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. They're fantastic. But it's, I always said, it says something about you if you bought the Hawks one. Yeah. It says, it says a lot about you as a person. If you bought that one and not the ducks one. You're the kind of person that likes to drive a hearse. Yeah, yeah. totally. So, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I'll um, go from D2 to D3, and I'll talk about it like in real life terms, I suppose. The the Ducks got scholarships to a prep school. There's, I mean, there's people I know that love the Ducks that don't even know there's a D3. So they can sort of find that on their own. And you got a new coach, which was obviously Jeff, Jeffrey Nordlin. But um, what was the, that film and experience like? Was it... Did it get easier each time? Oh yeah, I mean, we were obnoxious too. I mean, we were we were all like, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, we've done too, you know. We, we were, <laughs> well, I'm not really, we were a little obnoxious, and uh, but it was, um, I mean, you know, you read the script, you're like, we just were champions of the world, and now we're trying to be varsity. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> But uh, um, I, I love the life lessons in Ducks Tree about what it means about, you know, playing defense and, um, you know, growing up. So I uh, – but that movie has a lot of special meaning because also, like, we, we were, like, in the country in rural Minnesota, a lot of that for that. And it was just gorgeous. And it was summertime, thank God. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was about ready to go to college which was crazy. And, um, and it was like a time where my brother and I were together 
So that's what I always think of with that one. And, and you know, and then my friendships with like Sean and, and Mike Vitar and, and the magic time that we got to hang and um, yeah, it was a really fond memories. Yeah. Keenan, you know, the great Keenan Thompson. Who, yeah. Uh, you know, we all, yeah. we all used to just, just sit around and make each other laugh, you know? Pre Keenan and Kel, I suppose that was as well, wasn't it? So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a, that must've been quite a, a big deal for him to swap from Disney to Nickelodeon. That's, that's almost like leaving Tottenham and going to Arsenal. That's exactly what that's like. Or yeah. It's, <laughs> Cause they're a little like, they're a little like that. And Danny Tamborelli did that too with Ducks one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a few uh, a few questions from, from our listeners here, if you don't mind. Great. Uh, question from Drew Hill. It said, how did you find working on sets as a child? Uh, the best ones were when, you know, um, where they just let you be a kid. You know, it's so funny. I, we just did the Game Changers episode yeah. uh, up in, in Minnesota or uh, in Canada during the COVID times. It was awful, weird, really weird. And, uh, all those kids were skating around and they were trying to get them all together. And I, and I looked at it as an adult and I was like, Oh my God, we must've been really difficult. <laughs> <I was like, laughs> yeah. You know, oh, cause all you want to do is play, you know? So you put kids on skates and give them a stick and then you put really expensive equipment. Yeah. All on the rink. And then you have a lot of downtime. That's a recipe for um, a lot of insurance payments. Right. <laughs> And they used to give us these rubber pucks to like, you know, like, like it's like methadone for a heroin addict. Like here, you know, <laughs> like who wants to play with a rubber puck, you know, uh, and a little sponge guy. Right. And, um, but I remember the fun, the best leaders and the best directors are the ones who knew how to embrace the fun, but also like you're in a kid and you're pretending to be an adult and it's weird. It's just, it's a strange environment, you know, to grow up in. Mm. Yeah. I suppose you almost, lose a part of your childhood yeah you do yeah yeah uh, a question from uh, arista how many ducks jerseys do you have i give a lot away to my to my friends and stuff when i when i like i get them yeah because I, I i don't hoard that i um if i get like if somebody gives me one i'll often like just give it to somebody uh that's close to me i have a couple i have I, i've hung on to my original ducks too one i never got my original ducks one one because they locked all that stuff away in that like vault and i wasn't smart enough to know that i could steal it because i come from like like lower you know like midwest which in america it's like kind of like a steel town and and um so you just don't do that you know (laughs) you don't steal that but like by time like by the time ducks two and three around i was like stealing that stuff and i uh i wish i would have had my first jersey yeah. Well, the second part of her question was, would you be able to donate one? <laughs> if I ever get one and I find a next one, I'll, I'll, I'll make a note of that. I'll, I will send you a stamped addressed package. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question for Ange, Gutland, uh, sorry, Ange Gatland. Uh, what is your preference? D1, D2, D3? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think in terms of watching, uh, I still feel Ducks One is 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 the best, like structurally, like as a screenwriter, like that's a great. I mean, that's the best. Um, in terms of just pure fun watching, Ducks Two is ridiculous. Uh, but in terms of the making, 
even though Ducks 2 had all those incredible experiences and I got to meet Wayne Gretzky, I still go to Ducks 1 because it was, it was, um, we just didn't know what we were doing, man. We just, we did not know. Everything was so, like, I am on a movie set, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so ask, do you still play? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Play a bit of beer league or something. I do play in a beer league. Yeah, Uh, I, I, I got, I got fired from my, (laughs) from my squad (laughs) because even though I scored like five goals and a bunch of assists, because, and uh, I I literally the GM's like, we don't have a spot. I was like, I got released from like the kiddie pool like team, Uh, (laughs) but the truth was, was one of the kids, one of the like founding members of the squad had a couple of kids during COVID and finally could play again. So I was a new guy, and so I got booted. Um, but you can you can totally um, uh, um, blacklist the ex president. So no, no, that's the name of the team. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna and I actually play where I actually played for Ducks too. Says I live in Los Angeles, and when we shot out here in LA, there's a place called Pickwick uh, Ice Arena where we shot a lot at, and so I actually play there sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's wild! That's amazing. Um, Sophia Gatland has asked, who was the best skater or player in the cast? Um, well, it's different. Everybody, hockey has different skill sets. I was the best grinder. I will freely admit on that one. I remember Jack White gave me the, like, the grinder, like, captain thing because I just, I never gave up. Like, I was a hard, I was the grinder, right? Um, and uh, I think Brandon... Jesse Hall, it, it, it would be him, me, Garrett, who played Guy, um, Vinny, who played Banks, uh, Justin, who played Kenny Woo 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 Kenny Woo. That would be my line. Yeah. Yeah. So was there any that you thought perhaps could have actually gone on and gone at a decent level? Well, I think Garrett, Garrett played college hockey. Vinny, Vinny, I got Vinny to start playing again, which I was really, when I saw him last. Uh, yeah, she was in Minnesota back. together, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, so he's back playing, um, and he's like, it's awful. I go, yeah, you'll get used to it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, so I, 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 was got, I had a college scholarship to play, but I uh, turned it down, and I was like, I would rather go to Northwestern. And, um, and then I started smoking three packs of cigarettes a day for like 10 years, and so that would not have lined up. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, I think I would say the best, best, even though Justin is the smallest, like he was great. Yeah. And Josh, Josh, I forget. Josh is a great player and he still plays too. Yeah. How does he? Oh yeah. So uh, Georgia has asked, could you skate before the film? No, that was like is I said. This what you lied, is this what you lied about? Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was not even an ankle bender. I was, I was like Bambi, man. You just <laughs> fell down. Uh, she's got another couple here. Uh, this 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 question I really like. Actually, I look forward to the answer. What was your favorite line or scene that Averman had? I mean, the hum batter thing is always the first that comes to mind, you know, uh, and. I think I, I'm actually partial to the, to the, they're bigger, they're stronger, they have more facial hair. Is, is this why you have a beard now? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally. yeah. 
Now well, we can. I, I mean, I, I had my, I grew my hair out when we were doing the play and I didn't want to mess with it after. I'm like, I, it was bringing me good mojo. I got to let it go. We're going in the, so I got to let it be now. So yeah. Well, I, I have the beard because I have nothing else. So. There you go. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so I, uh, I just stick with the beard. Uh, and uh, do you support any of the NHL ice hockey teams? Well, you know, I, uh, I'm a little freelancer on it all. Like I, I of course love the ducks. I grew up a Blackhawks fan, but it's been tough to be a Blackhawk fan. I won't, I won't lie. Uh, and I have to say probably just because I just met all the players and we were laughing and I, and I made fun of them and and then they just had that great game and they've been on a tear and they're like kind of underdoggy. I'm going to cheer for the Minnesota wild this year for the playoffs. Yeah. I like their heart. I like their heart. They play old school hockey. They do all those millions of little things that um, no one keeps track of, and they do it right. You know, neutral zone play, back checking, four checking. Like I don't, you know, their defense, their, um, yeah, they're they're built for the playoffs. Excellent stuff. Uh, my my daughter Jocelyn has asked, do you have a current favorite player in the NHL? I mean. I uh isn't Yarman Yager still playing somewhere <laughs> in his sixties? No. I would say no one's better than him because of the fact that he played the sport for for as long as he did, right? Yeah. Uh, um that's a really great question. I mean, I'm how do you not love Connor McDavid? He's a he's a he's a magician. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a few in there for even as from a neutral point of view, McDavid, um Avechkin. I mean, how do you not like Ovechkin? But even though he's, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, right, lovely. I have now got something that we do with our Chieftains players called Chiefs Briefs. So it's uh, either or questions and just as quick as you can, give the first answer that comes to your mind. So I'm just going to pull one up here. Right then. Coke or Pepsi? Oh, Pepsi. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Uh, beach holiday or staycation? Neither. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hot or cold? Uh, cold. Ice rink or football stadium? Ice rink. Oh, you mean like football is in your football? Oh, sorry, a soccer stadium. Oh damn! Oh, both. I can't. I can't answer that. Don't do that to me. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it. Probably because I've never been to an EPL match, and I like. I can't wait to go. I'm gonna say football stadium. So, oh, Minnesota or Chicago? Chicago. Perfect, sir. Lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Those are good. Those are good. We we've got a uh, one that we do with our players because we've got two identical twin brothers that play. Oh, so like we... uh, that's like the Hanson brothers. Yeah, so we give their names out, and the players have to choose which one is gets quite uncomfortable. Oh, that's great! <laughs> but the um, if you do ever get over here for an EPL game, Chelmsford is literally forty minutes outside of London. Oh, so nice! We what, love... North, west, west, east, south, east, west, east, east. Mm-hmm. east. Yeah, so we'd love to welcome you for a Chelmsford Chieftains game if you are in the country at any time. How about that? If I do make it over there, I will absolutely. That is a that is a given. No no brainer. Yeah, excellent. 
Well, I appreciate you making the time, Ben, and this was a lot of fun. I don't normally do these, but this one felt like I was like I had to do this. I was like, yeah, I honestly felt truly honoured when you said you don't normally do it. Um, I sort of I didn't didn't hound you as such, but I uh, there was uh, there was a few people that I really wanted to talk to when I started doing this podcast. And as much as I love the Mighty Ducks, you were my favourite character in the Mighty Ducks. You must have really, really must have a real low opinion of yourself. So it's great. Matt Darcy, right. yeah. thank you so much for your time, yeah, sir. My pleasure, Ben. And have a wonderful rest of your day. All right, back at you, dude. We'll stay in touch. Thank you. An enormous thank you to Matt Dowerty for joining me on Zero Pucks Given. Really, really enjoyed that chat. Hope you guys did too. It's uh, such a such a cool thing to get an insight into a movie that's probably the reason that we all love the sport that we love. So, uh, yeah, massive thanks to Matt. Really hope you enjoy it. The video will be out on YouTube later tonight. Um, None of the normal sort of uh, intros and outros on it because I didn't have enough space. But uh, I'm going to try and sort the technological issues moving forward. So, yeah, thanks for listening to this special episode, guys. Uh, See most of you guys Saturday and Sunday for the playoffs, quarterfinals. Uh, And then next week's episode, we'll do one after the playoff quarterfinals and then there'll be another one Uh, the following week where Gemma the Physio will be joining me uh, and hopefully a couple of other other guests as well. So uh, thanks, guys. I'll see you next time. This podcast is hosted by Anchor on Spotify. It is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other podcast outlets. Subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to get notifications about new episodes. Follow us on social media, Instagram at Zero Pucks Given Podcast, Twitter at Zero Pucks Pod, YouTube at Zero Pucks Given, email Zero Pucks Given Podcast at gmail.com. The music in this podcast is taken from Spotify and I do not own the tracks. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.